0: Hello, and welcome back to Nick's Movie Corner, and here we are, I can't believe it, um, about to jump in and and watch 000 Episode 8, Same Blood, um, the finale of Season 1, and, and potentially, for all we know, the finale of the series. So, uh, without further ado, um, let's just jump right in. I'm queued up at I'm one second in on Amazon. If you're at home, so um, I am going to hit play uh, right now. Um, and so here we are—the culmination of uh, you know eight episodes. Um, it seems like just yesterday we were watching Gabriel Byrne try and set up uh, try and set up a new deal. Uh, with Don Mino um, and ha- look how far we've come I mean hell Manuel's holding uh holding his friend's child and if I'm not mistaken this is this might be the only time in the entire series where we actually see uh Manuel smile genuinely smile and it's interesting too right because this you know, in a way, this is like this is giving him purpose now, um, and and he already had a purpose, um, but this is really you know, he's now because he's saying he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna send you money obviously, but, but you can tell just the way he's looking at this kid that it's like this is in a way what was missing for him. But he's a cold he's a cold cold man yeah that's a, it's like he's pulling uh manuel uh, Manuel's pulling the, the the a classic uh he's pulling the michael corleone and it's interesting too right to to think about all the various uh cold opens. Well, not cold opens, but you know openings that we've seen over these over the past seven episodes, and so many of them contain violence or you know Don Mino on the run or, or other stuff like that, and so it's so interesting that you know to to culminate in this final episode that the opening is is this brief uh, respite, um, this brief moment of calm before all. Everything collides together. Um, when, you know, Manuel, uh, the Linwoods, Don Mino, when, when finally all these different chess pieces will, will finally, uh, come together. And, uh, and shout out to it's, I should probably do my, um, my like superlatives of different people, but shout out to uh Claudia Panita who who plays a uh, Chiquita, Chiquita? I don't know how to pronounce it, I apologize. But she's a she's a wonderful actress. Um and of course Harold Torres too. I I've been saying this the entire you know throughout all these commentaries. Hollywood are morons if they don't uh get in the Harold Torres business. Um because this really uh, has been a a, a um, career-making turn for him as Manuel, in my opinion. Such a great shot! What an in, what an incredible shot! It's like, wow. I'm truly blown away I, because I totally forgotten that that's how he walks out. But what just a stunning shot and and sequence too of him saying goodbye to, to that baby forever and then that this this is one of the rare moments where I love the single take and uh, you know normally that's a little um, it's a little showy, right? It's it's just the type of thing where it's just you know it's drawing attention to itself, but. In this instance, holy cow, is that a uh, an incredible sort of sequence of Manuel fully giving himself over uh, to the vampires? And I totally spoke too soon about about saying the the opening was was not going to involve violence. It is now that now that we're seeing this again, I take that back. But I think it was still worth noting that it opens. You know, at least the initial part of the opening is sort of a brief moment of calm because um, the vampires are about to uh, do what vampires do best, and this is too. This is one of those sequences that really I think is why this show and, and this book is so good is just you know the this is horrific um it's like we're watching these armed guys who ostensibly i don't want to say we're rooting for because we obviously know what we're dealing with from the get-go but like manuel is like the lead is like a lead character right so we want this to be successful but they're literally launching an armed raid on a children's birthday party um Though I guess the difference here between, if you want to look on the bright side to some extent, right, is is this is where the vampire's incredible training comes in. In something like Narcos or whatever, right, they just have the crew roll in and shooting every single person they see. And just, you know, and, and making it horrific, but it's like, ooh, just smoke the clown and that woman. But it's like these guys are mainly targeting specific people, right? Like they're not just killing, they're not just shooting the kids, And I, I, I'm, like, not much of a gun guy, but that's a that, that shit is pretty cool looking. But again, it's mainly... It's just because, like, Carol Torres is cool. Like, tell me you wouldn't want to see him in a John Wick movie or, like, a Raid movie. He's got incredible physicality. And also, too, it's like... It's worth noting, I think, or at least I tried in in my head, I tried at least to lay the groundwork in previous commentaries about how I said, um, you know, we would be coming back to this house and that's, and this sequence is sort of what I was foreshadowing. And if you remember the last time Manuel and the vampires were here, they weren't treated too well, um, by the Liras brothers and, um, And Manuel just sort of let it roll right off his shoulders because he knew he was holding uh, the royal flush, uh, if you will. Um, And so now he's back to, to claim his pot. And I also think it's too, it's, you know, and this is also one of those, this is like the culmination of not just the the process oriented filmmaking that's been such a hallmark of this series right like we we're, we're literally just watching them clearing a house right but there's there's such a it's so fascinating to watch um because it's so fluid and almost um balletic but on top of that right is the show itself laid the groundwork because this isn't just a badass action action sequence you know this is literally um culmination of what the show's been 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 working on like we've seen we've followed manuel and his men's journey from literally being a part of the mexican government to training all of these people um and so it's not just it's not just it's not just there for the sake of this being well this is like about cartels right so we need to have a crazy shootout like this it's this is what the show has been working towards just as we watched Chris and Emma sort of rise to the occasion, if you will, of their father's legacy. And just as we've watched, you know, Don Mino, um, you know, and grapple with his grandson uh, over sort of that rise of power. It's like, we have spent this entire time watching Manuel's rise. Like this is, this entire sequence is, has been totally earned by the show um and I just think that's a testament to the show's patience um in filmmaking um but also you know in uh and in, and in, in just like and in, and and how they focused on you know and and it's they knew what they wanted to focus on right like building this cartel army just like Michael Mann just like um you know, the any any sort of show or or movie about you know guys who are really good at their job. It's 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 one thing to show the guys being really good at it, but it's it's that really it's the satisfaction of we've known every and we've seen every step of the way how they got so good at it. And and here we go. It's finally, um, you know, Emma. Emma's Emma's here in Mexico, Um, and so it seems like she and Manuel uh, might finally meet as well. And down goes the other Lyrus brother. Yeah. Tough to feel bad for a cartel head. Um... Though, I guess I do feel bad for his kid whose birthday it was, because. Talk about traumatic. Um. But yeah, but that guy, I mean, that guy can fuck off. It's like, maybe next time don't talk so much shit, bro. But his kids, kids I feel bad about, you yeah. know. It's funny, this is like Manuel is like, um. This is like in, in like Grand Theft Auto or like Mafia or any video game or it's all about just like building up where it's like we watched Manuel start with just like a pistol and, uh, you know, and like not much gear. And now this is like at the end of Grand Theft Auto where you just have like a sick mansion and all the guns and cars and everything and you just don't even know what to do anymore. He's finally leveled. Uh, he's finally leveled all the way up. That's how I felt about, um, like I, I played uh, mafia three, um, just to get excited about, um, the mafia remake, you know, that they're dropping. That's not just a remaster. It's a full on, it's like the resident evil two and resident evil three remakes that they've dropped. So it's full on like the mafia definitive edition. And I think that comes out in September, um, but anyway, I was playing Mafia 3, which is a really weird game because, like, the reasons I like it is seemingly why everyone else hated it, which is, it's just a ton of minutia and and grinding of managing various rackets and trying to take over stuff. But I like how boring <laughs> and minutia it is because it, in a weird way, was, like, a sort of, a, a, a good parallel to how um just what a pain in the ass it must be to actually try and run a criminal empire um but anyway it's like it's also too in that game is the same sort of thing you start out with like nothing and no allies and then by the end you control every major racket in the city i just had any possible car i was driving around with a gun that could just explode a car um with one shot and then you get to that point in the video game and you're like well i don't really know what to do now and it's in in a way that's sort of where uh, manuel is though i guess he has to uh tie up the final uh loose thread of emma but uh but we will get to that and not to foreshadow too much um but that meeting is one of the meeting between emma and manuel is one of my favorite scenes in the entire series But first we got to deal with this little pain in the ass Stefano. Who if uh if uh we remember um what happened at the end of episode 7 is is this piece of shit killed Chris. RIP Dane DeHaan. Thank you uh for your service. RIP in peace. Um so hopefully Emma uh can get a little revenge for Chris because our boy did not deserve to go out that way, even though he went out um, without giving up anything. So good, f- good for you. Good for you, Chris. It's a beautiful little seaside uh, home. So funny how Stefano has the haircut of like every dude in the '90s, every like teen heartthrob. He's got the Leo DiCaprio in Titanic slash Edward Furlong uh, floppy hair. Um, my superlative for uh, uh, Antonio Al- Alvario, who plays a Giuseppe. Who's obvious? Who's you know the guy who's sort of running Stefano's show right now? Um, gets uh, gets superlative for um, most annoying. Just that guy's been nothing but a pain in the ass. Well, it's like these are the shots that I'm gonna miss. It's shots like this of why I think that we need this show. Because look at that beautiful, gorgeous Italian countryside. And they actually went there. They went there, and they shot it there. And that's more than I can say for most shows. And frankly, too, it's like, that's why... That's the only reason why Narcos works, too. You know, not to... Because I don't want to... get it twisted I do enjoy Narcos even though it's a little like on the nose if you will. There's a very funny tweet by Jesse Hawkins that that's make that makes fun of it where it's like um it, it's like Narcos narrator and what did he do next? He blew up a fucking building and then just cut to shot of a building exploding. Um which is an accurate portrayal of Narcos storytelling, but um You know, the the reason that show works and is so successful is because they actually went and shot it in Colombia and Mexico, et cetera. So, again, um, I think that's one of Zero Zero's uh, biggest strong suits. And also, you know, the reason it goes above and beyond is because it's also it's not just shooting in Italy. You know, they're shooting in Africa. They're shooting in the Sahara. um, They're shooting in all these places that you don't really see on film. Um, And I just think that's so, so cool. Don Mino. Um, What's my superlative for Don Mino? Um, I think that is most likely to survive. (laughs) Because Don Mino is literally a, a cockroach. And I say that with all the love in the world. Some great-looking goats or sheep. Nice burro in the background. Though actually, I guess I don't know what the Italian word would be for a donkey, but we'll go with burro. Yikes! I feel who I feel real bad for is Stefano's wife. She's just had a a hell of a go at it. my regards to grandpa before you kill him. I love I've I've said this before but I also love how much driving is done in this show but specifically in the stuff with Stefano because in every book that you read about the mafia whether it be the American mafia or the Italian mafia all all these guys talk about is how so much of their life was just driving places, right? You're just constantly trying to lose tails or drive to secluded meeting spots. And this is the only, uh, show that I've seen even more so than the Sopranos that really sort of hammers that home and gets it and, um, you know, really shows that just shows like how much, how so much of, um, operating in the criminal underworld, uh, revolves around just driving to various meetings. Stefano, like, the worst hitman of all time, readjusting the gun in his waistband. Also, no offense to this henchman, but, like, come on, you're seriously not going to pat him down? We're not patting him down? A great shot too of Don Mino emerging from the darkness. I love that eye. I'm I'm almost certain that that's like a, a prop. I don't believe that the actor in real life has, you know, sort of that strange eye, that milky eye, but it's a great touch for Don Mino as a character. It's one it's sort of similar to um oh and and, and here is uh, here is Emma coming together once again, finally. And also, too, of course, this is for now until there's a second season. Our last uh, slow mo switch up. But uh, but anyway, I, so I just wanted to note that. But what I was going to say is that it's similar that the the touch of the eye is similar to. Um, like the noose burn around uh, Pitt's, Brad Pitt's neck in *Inglorious Bastards*, which Tarantino said you know was part of Aldo Rain's backstory. It happened to him in the in the Appalachian Mountains. But that's the type of thing like that's never explained or said in the in the movie, right? We just we just see this sort of noose burn mark, and we just fill it in ourselves. And so similarly, I just think that's a great sort of touch um, that Mino would have this eye. Poor Emma. Oh God, I forgot. I forgot about the this girl. I forgot about Chris's little girlfriend. Also, love too. Um, how just like cool, calm, and collected Emma always is. So I guess my superlative for Andrew Riceboro is most likely to fix the problem whatever that problem may be. It's always cool when there's like a fleet of cars that roll up somewhere. Always looks cool. If you have, if you have a group of three cars that rolls into somewhere super hot together, That you know whoever that is that they mean business. Oh. Oh no. It's brutal, and again, too, it's like, oh, uh, superlative for Dane DeHaan, uh, most likely to wear a fire fit. Obviously, I've been a huge fan of his outfits throughout this entire series. But, um, again, too, you know, I mentioned this in in episode seven, right? Is the beauty of the show is. It wasn't afraid to to kill people off, to make hard decisions about characters. Right? It's obviously it would be great if they get another season, but they made this knowing that this might be their only shot, and they wanted it to be its sort of own self-contained thing. Um, And so, you know, it's like killing Gabriel Byrne was one thing that was shocking, but that also makes sense, right? Um, But you know, to kill Dane DeHaan, that's you know, that's big. Um, and so again, I think, I think this show is so good because it wasn't afraid to just go, go and and be something that might only exist for eight episodes. Um, and I think it really does function in a way as, as like an eight hour movie. Emma Emma does a lot ends up spending a lot of time around dead bodies between now uh, Chris and, and her brother. And she's all alone now too. It's she is the last remaining Linwood. Um and so it's fair to reason right that this is only going to make her even harder. Um that this in a way just as we've seen the rise of Manuel and, and how he's transformed into now the boss of an extremely deadly cartel, um, we've also um, simultaneously seen Emma become now the head of a massive shipping conglomerate and also, you know, cocaine trafficker. Wow. Honestly, it's like, she's lost her father, she's lost her brother, she's all alone, but still, you gotta think that's gotta be one of the most satisfying feelings in the world, to have her watch that shipment finally (laughs) touch down in Italy after everything they've been through. Great Land Rovers too. All the Land Rovers in this in this show are awesome. Gorgeous, gorgeous. John Wayne or er, and uh, John Ford would have loved the the rolling hills of Calabria. Look at those good, good goat boys. Hell yeah, I would love to hang out with those goats. Chilling, chewing on a piece of grass, herding the goats. That's what living's all about. So funny, right? It's like Domino's much Domino wishes Emma was his blood, right? She's way better and more useful than uh that idiot Stefano. See yeah, Domino. Domino, he just can't have that. And it's heartbreaking, too. I mean, this scene is so good. I mean, this is two of the best actors on the show by far. And the look on Domino's face is just... It's incredible. I mean, he's saying everything he needs to say um, just with those giant bags under his eyes alone. And it's funny too, right? I guess in a way, um, it's like Emma's lost a brother and a father, Don Mina's lost a son and now a, a grandson, but together they sort of have each other. And also, too, credit to Emma. As I said, I mean, she's stone cold, right? Like, she's not here to, you know, make deals, uh, make changes. And I think Domino appreciates that, too, right? It's like, Emma's here because she wants Stefano's head on a platter. And she wants to be the one to do it. And again, with good reason. Man, bash Chris's head against the floor. mino has got to get some better digs, though. This won't do for a man of his stature. I mean, his bunker was nice. It might have been a little bunker, but it was nice. This house is falling apart. Probably hotter than Hades in there, too. no AC and again too similar to the to the driving the meetings I like how much time is spent of waiting and just allowing characters to wait right I mean this is the finale and obviously a lot's happened and, and is happening, but it's beautiful because they could have they cut right from, you know, Don Mino leading Emma inside to Stefano approaching, right? But instead we do have this really nice sort of um, palate cleansing moment of her to collect herself and her thoughts before she gets to, you know, drop the hammer. And we've now uh, come full circle to the beginning. It's great, too. It's so good how just with only a look to, you know, Stefano knows the game is up. And there doesn't need to be any sort of, there's no shouting, there's no discussion, right? It's... It's it's over. Cool. I'm sorry that always looks cool. Some dude like bringing out a pulling out the clip and then popping the one in the chamber. that just looks awesome. I'm a simple man. I'm a simpleton I, I admit that but that just looks cool. Stefano can't even look can't even look his grandfather in in the eye. Meanwhile, (laughs) Mino's thinking like, seriously? I already had to kill your father for being a bad son. Now I gotta kill you. What a pain in the ass. Brutal. Just brutal. But Domino at least gets to do it himself. Jeez, and I thought I perhaps didn't have the best relationship with one of my grandfathers. (laughs) Meanwhile... I had it, I I couldn't have had it easier compared to this scenario. Gotta think that's a pretty tough way to go out. I mean, he sort of only stabbed him once, but I I think that's gotta probably hurt pretty fucking bad. I also love, I love Domino's like small crew, his uh, praetorian guard, if you will. It's so funny, too, right? Because it's like Don Mino. <laughs> Fucking Don Mino is the last man standing, right? We The series opens with him flinging from his bunker. And, and here he is, sort of evaded. His grandson and the factions trying to topple him. And so it's like he's the winner, if you want to put it that way. But it's like, my God. If you've had to kill both your son... End your grandson over business disputes. You, um, you have perhaps made <laughs> one or two not very great uh, decisions in your life. And I, and I think too it speaks to the quality, the caliber of of acting on display, but so much of um so much of this show uh is just silence, right? It's, it's just so much so much is done just with silence and glances. And, you know, I apologize, I'm not <laughs> if you want to get really into the weeds on the on theory relating to acting or whatever. I'm not your guy. I'm just here to say that I think, I think it's very well done. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I just love that. I think, um, I just think that's one of the hardest things you can do as a filmmaker is to effectively, um, you know, get, convey all these things in, in these emotions. um, and just only through through these glances, so cool pants on uh, on Emma, by the way, sure rocking the bell bottoms. I see you, girl. Good for you. And of course, too, you know, we can't help but you can't help but view the them grasping of the hands and the blood as both, you know, it's the literal, but but the metaphorical um their new bloodline has been established, that this new sort of blood pact between the Linwoods and, and Don Mino has been reaffirmed and reestablished. Great too. This this is always fun too, always um you know, seeing anyone, whether it's like in a movie about the CIA and the CIA is trying to like quickly leave somewhere or whether it's, you know, whatever it is, or or obviously in this scenario, people trying to flee like a safe house. It's always great when um like watching someone quickly try and like burn documents and stuff like that. Nah, nah, nah. Just just Don Mino and the boys roll up with the strap. Oh, oh, shit, that dude came out of nowhere. Listen, brother. You come at Don Mino, you best not miss. It's like, you would have thought that people would have learned that to begin with, but the, uh, Let this be an enduring lesson to all who would, uh, who would try and come at Don Mino. And, and good news for Don Mino, right, is look, he's still got a grandson. He can try again. He fucked up with the son. That was too bad. Listen, that happens. Messed up with the grandson. All right. Also not great. But still, I guess it could happen. But, I mean, third time's gotta be the charm with uh, with the grandson. So, um, I'm feeling good for Don Mino. And it's so funny, too. It's like, finally, we've been watching these cans of of, of peppers travel for so long. And to finally see... It's so satisfying for us, the viewer... To just finally, I never thought I'd be so happy to see a shipment of illegal drugs make it to where it's going, right? Because this is the entire, this is what the entire series has been about. Zero 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 is the is the the street term, you know, the international slang term for cocaine. That is the show. Those little bricks, and um, and so it's like finally, we see it it's made its arrival and it's great too to see Don Mino now back at the height of his power. Of course, it's important to remember, right? This wasn't just any shipment. This was like Don Mino needed this shipment to um, reestablish himself as the big dog because he'd obviously been in hiding in the bunker. And, you know, this was he who had the connect and all the families depend on him, um, you know, in order to get the cocaine. So then they can deal it themselves. And so, I'm sure it's very... It's satisfying for me as the viewer and, of course, satisfying for Domino where now everyone has to come kiss the ring uh, because he is firmly, firmly back in the driver's seat. And he's got his hat on, too. You knew he means business when the hat comes back on. And this here is both... This is both... Heartwarming and, and heartbreaking simultaneously, right? Because, like, this little grandson didn't do anything. He, um... You know, he deserves to to be taken care of and have a relationship with his grandfather, but at the same time, if we remember... You know, Domino even explained earlier that he first met... You know, St- he killed Stefano's father when Stefano was essentially his son's age. Um... And so it's like, we can't help but feel that we're just about to watch the cycle completely repeat itself again. Um, And then of course, because this is a finale, it's not a slow-mo reversal, but finally we now realize that everything we've just seen actually took place um, totally before um, the opening Raid, Manuel's Raid at the beginning. Also just credit to, that's something there too that I just want to shout out again, it's the zero zero zero's commitment to authenticity right like I don't think too many other shows would actually have Emma ditch the cell phone there but but that just rings very true to me um and just seems like the smart thing to do so again it's just something like that it's the little touches that make the difference And, and here we are. So this is essentially the start of um, what is probably my favorite sequence in the show, right? Is Emma coming here and, and seeing the aftermath of what went down. And it's credit to Emma how, um, you know, she doesn't, she's obviously like, this is totally fucked up and not what I was expecting at all. But as I said, Emma is first and foremost a businesswoman. I mean, look at that suit she is in. That is a, about as a powerful suit as you can wear. Also, yikes at all the civilians and the kids. I take back what I said earlier in the episode. I thought their aim was better than it was. They uh, they were definitely killing a whole lot of people. And it's sort of this is sort of that Peter Pan Lost Boys type thing. With all these kids but also I think it's worth noting how in a way this this these visuals of these heavily armed children more or less having taken over this palatial very bougie estate right is the show's thesis statement in a way which is that the old way of doing things at least in Mexico and the cartels is done right is there is no room for civility anymore anything Any sign of civility like this mansion, right, can only be transformed into a bloodbath now. Because that is how, um, that is the only way these cartels can function. And here Manuel finally is on the other side of the couch. And there it is. That is my, uh, that's the reveal. That is the shot that I have been waiting for and looking forward to. Um, to seeing again since the uh, since I restarted this um, in an interview I listened to with Andrew Riceborough, she actually said that this scene actually took two weeks to shoot, which makes sense because this is such a, a an important scene. But I guess those the actors who play the Lears Brothers like those are not fake bodies. They actually were there as the body doubles, and those poor guys literally for two weeks just uh just had to be dead bodies um so credit to them for doing that um also too i just have to comment on it again i love that weird little chip of uh of like how that's just how he gets the 32 million again that's like seems like real rich people stuff that i just i'm not sure that that exists i hope that exists but it's pretty cool um And I also love, too, Emma doesn't miss a beat, right? Manuel's, in this scene, is is sort of trying to get a, a read on her and figure out if, uh, you know, when he says, like, money, please, right? He's trying to see what her deal is, but Emma, Emma doesn't give a shit who she deals with, right? Like, that's the point of the show, is this was, in a way, this was about Emma's journey to become Don Corleone, because, right, she's always been Michael, if we're going to do that scenario, but... um. You know, she's like, sure, here's the money, and, and immediately she sets up another deal. And and fi- and we really do have the next generation, right? The show open with the Lyris brothers and and Emma's father doing business, um, in a fancy restaurant, right? And it ends with Emma, and Manuel doing business, in the blood soaked, Lyris brothers mansion with their bodies still cold on the couch. What a moment of Manuel just drinking it all in. And this is why, too, this is why I'm like, we need a second season. Because we've seen the rise of Manuel, right? But now we got to watch him defend this empire. And similarly, we've seen Emma fully come into her own as the new Linwood heir and and also too it's like it's set up i mean they could do a second season just off this russian shipment but i mean i think i've said i think this was wonderfully self-contained and an excellent job and and will stand and stands um perfectly on its own but the second seasons there for the taking it's so interesting this is honestly my favorite work that Andrew Reisenbrough does in the in the series that weird little smile she does and that was totally she said in her interview unscripted and that was just her choice and and that was just such a, a smart choice on her part and shows to me that she completely understood who Emma was as a person and that makes sense too and I think another reason why the series has been so effective at portraying this rise to powers because again it took like, two years to shoot this. So, I mean, these actors and actresses were living with these characters for two years. So, um, it makes sense why it feels so authentic, these these changes in personal growths that the characters go through, because, you know, it, it, it sort of did happen, obviously, to a much lesser degree, but two years is a long time to, to shoot something. So... But anyway, that is, I cannot believe it, that was the final episode of Zero Zero Zero. Thank you for watching and listening along with me. Um, I, I do not know what sort of the next series will be that I'll do for the sort of free TV ones. Um, maybe if anyone has any suggestions that they would want to do, let me know. Um, but otherwise, thank you so much for listening along. And uh, until next time in next Movie Corner, take it easy.